I spend an awful lot of time thinking. I overthink. I think too much. I like to know what's happening around me all times. Not in a micromanager kind of way, but just in a curiosity way. What's happening? What's going on today? No surprises. You know, I'm flexible and I'll, I'll change my schedule for certain things, but don't throw something in at me that I'm not aware of. And don't try to pull something over on me because I'll figure it out. I love to do that. I love puzzles. I love mystery. I love looking at the past and trying to figure out how it affects today and what, our, what we do today and how it will affect the future. And so for the past two weeks, these have been marvelous thinking weeks because we've been in two mysteries. Every time we're in this, in this parish, every time we're in this, in this room, we are in a mystery. We will never understand God completely. Last week, we tried to explain God the best we could. Next year, I have, a, I have a great way of explaining it to you. I can only do it once at per parish. After that, you say, oh, I already know the end. <laughs> but, 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 but we try to figure out God. We try to figure out who is he and how can this God be one essence and three persons and how could God take on flesh and how can God be a spirit and how could the spirit be fire and water and, 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 and doves. And, and we try to figure that out. And, and then today we come to this other mystery of how does, the, how does this bread and wine become the body and blood of Christ? How at that last supper that we're invited to today, this very Last Supper, we enter into the Last Supper with those disciples, those apostles, with Christ himself, and once again, bread and wine become his body and blood. How does that happen? We don't know. But it's a great mystery. And I think sometimes, as we're trying to figure out God, the closer we can understand him, the, mo- the, the best way we can understand him is to always go back to one word he uses it all the time, especially uh, Paul reminds us in the, in the book of Corinthians, what God does for us is out of love. If we forget about the love of God for us, then we forget about the love we are to have for one another and even for ourselves. You know, how is it we enter that mystery and we we ask ourselves over and over, how is it that Christ wants to become like me? Why is it that, that God took on human flesh and became like me? And why is it that God's always inviting me to become more like him? Doesn't he see who I am? Doesn't he understand me? Doesn't he, isn't he in my mind? Isn't he in my heart? Doesn't he follow me day by day? Isn't it this the God that knows what I need before I even ask? So how could he want me to be more like him? St. Paul reminds us, the great uh, writing of St. Paul, he says, while we're living for Christ, we have to decrease so that Christ can increase, so that Christ just flows out of us. That when people see us, they see God, they see Christ, they hear Christ, they feel Christ, they feel love. I always go back to uh, my greatest guide, the greatest guide is the Virgin Mary, and particularly the feast on this feast, the Feast of the Annunciation. You know, here's, here's, Mary asked the question for all of us, how can this be? What do you mean? Why, why are you choosing me? Why are you asking me to take on such responsibility? Why are you asking me to do, do such great things for this world? Why are you asking me to do something that seems impossible? How is this going to happen? And it leads us deeper into that mystery. 
It leads us into a very deep mystery of, of not understanding why God continues to choose the lowly and raise us to high places. Why God continues to take the weakness of our sins and make us strong when he needs us to be used in his, in, as an instrument of his grace, an instrument of his peace. How can this be? St. John Chrysostom tried to explain the body and blood of Christ. He said, to show us the love that God had for us, he's made it possible for those of us who desire not just to look for him, not just to look at him, but he allows us to touch him, to consume him, to fix our teeth into his flesh, to be commingled with him, to fulfill all our love in him. And he says, let's come to this table often and, and let us come back to this table like from this table like lions breathing out fire, becoming terrifying to the devil and remaining mindful of our head Christ and the love which he has shown to us by giving us this mystery, this body, this blood. We are that body. St. John Chrysostom says, we are the body. And he says, what, what is the bread? The bread is the body of Christ. And what does that body become? It becomes, it becomes us who become the body of Christ in his modern church, in his new church, in this new age, around another t- table, another last supper. In fact, he says, just as the bread is a result of many grains, we ourselves remain single, solo, but, but we're not distinguished from one another, but we're united by one another when we come to this table and therefore united with Christ not just nourished by bread and water but by one body the body of Christ and we become that body he goes on and he says in order that we can become his body not in desire only, but in very fact, then let us commingle ourselves with that body. Let us often interact with that body. Let us consume it often more. Because by the means of this food, he has given us a great gift. He desires to prove his love for us by giving up his body and blood for us. It's the very reason that he shares himself with us and he brought his body down to our own level so that we might be one with him who is our head. Now, how does that work for us? Where does part of that mystery unveil itself? And you'll see it. Sometimes we miss it because we're either singing or, or we're just kind of occupied with something else. And it's so slightly done, so not quickly, but reverently and, and uh, done that we often miss it. You will see soon, as I prepare the chalice, I will pour wine into the chalice, the wine representing the divinity of Christ. And then I'll put a little tiny drop of water into that wine. And that water represents us, the ordinary. And I say a prayer with that that you don't hear. It says, by the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in a divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Basically, it says, while I'm trying to become more like you, thank you for being more like me. <laughs> and it helps us to understand that, that we're, mi- we're mingled together, that we're always being called to this, be perfect as your father is perfect. 
you know, we're always being called to something greater, something higher. And then after that wine and, 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 and water are mixed, you'll see before I wash my hands, I bow again and I say with humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. On behalf of all of us, what we're about to do, the sacrifice we're about to make, the life of Christ that we're about to enter, the Christ that entered into all of us, may, it, may you find us pleasing. That's why sometimes we use incense, because it's a sign of that pleasing odor of God, that, that pleasing odor of our prayers coming to God, our needs coming to God. So what is our sacrifice? You know, our sacrifices are great. We all have sacrifices. We all, we all need the strength that comes from the body and blood of Christ. Eat this bread, drink this cup, never go hungry, never go thirsty again. If you eat my body and drink my blood, you will have life within you. And all the time that we're taking on this body and this blood of Christ, we're, we're emptying ourselves so that we can have the strength of God, the strength of Christ, to face those sacrifices, to lessen ourselves so that Christ can in, in, increase. And I think about that strength. It's the strength that supported Christ when he was in that desert at, in Lent for 40 days. It's the strength that allowed him to re repel those temptations and to come out a better person. It's the strength that helped him on his journey to the cross. Even when he fell, it was strength to get back up and continue to endure the journey. It's the strength that he had on the cross as he had enough time in his life to give Mary to us as a mother and John as a, as a brother, to ask and to, to invite a repentant thief to join him in the kingdom, to ask for, you know, God, where are you in all of this? It's the strength that broke those bonds of death. It's the strength that allowed him to rise from the dead on that third day. And it's a strength that one day will resurrect our own mortal bodies and bring us to the kingdom of heaven. And so how important it is for us to commingle, how, most, how important it is for us, that little drop of water, to become such a part of the, big, the bigger Christ that's among us. In the scripture today in the gospel, it said they all ate until they are satisfied. And we're never satisfied. We are a people who will never be satisfied. But until we understand that mystery, until we understand why God loves us so much, let us eat his body and drink his blood until we are satisfied and we see him face to face.